0: Welcome to Tavern Talk. Hey everybody, good morning, good afternoon, good night. This is Matt from the Pathless Podcast. I just wanted to go over some of the end of Season 1 um, for Pumpkin Spice and also for Lightlessness. Uh, as things are kind of wrapping up, I just wanted to go over my characters, uh, Baybreeze and also Chager, uh from Pumpkin Spice. Um... You know, when I originally started out these characters, you know, I had a vision in mind for who they would be, what they would grow into, and you always, you know, make room for the way the story goes. Um, So I just kind of want to talk, you know, to you guys about my season one, uh, where I feel my character has go uh, is going, where he's been, and um, you know, hopefully shed some light behind the scenes of what we actually play. So, starting off with uh, Breeze, Wimblecorn. He originally came into the continent as a newcomer um, at Piazza uh, off of a ship. He's supposed to be a pirate, and I wasn't quite sure if I wanted to find a new crew. I wasn't quite sure of where I wanted to go. The only thing I really had was the lead of where my horses were going to take me. And, you know, maybe maybe you know try to find a place for my captain's sword, which we did with uh, Corian's father. So... As Wimble grew, uh, as he met everybody, you know, I wanted him to be a stalwart uh, or stalwart um, older gentleman. I wanted him to be kind of a voice of of reason, but somebody who would go along with almost, you know, anything um, that someone else might say, you know, might have a couple of crazy ideas here and there. But ultimately, I wanted to be a fun character a fun thief to play and i didn't want to just be a dark and mean and nasty rogue so i feel like uh wimble has grown wimble um has stayed away from being just a typical dark you know rogue so you know as we uh kept going forward um i know when i killed the uh when i killed the barn owner's uh son in uh the first battle that actually kind of set the stage for the way Wimble would um, start to grow uh, as a as a PC. And um, once I so once I killed the the boy, you know I felt really bad, and I and I started to see that my actions on other humans do have consequences. Uh, this is why I save Mytha, even though Quarian didn't want to. And by all means, if the party didn't want to save Mytha. I would have been more than happy to. Um, but I feel And I also kind of feel like, you know, I made a big deal out of it. But we were also getting attacked by a bunch of uh, lichen throws. We had to get out of there. So it was just one of those things. Um, and also, as we kept going forward uh, in the cave, uh, I had to kill our guides, you know, already to son, Sun. But, you know, I had to finish them off one last time. And, you know, it's very... It's very difficult to say that Wimble um he hasn't had a family, you know, his pirates his pirate friends were his family. So Quarian and Notch and Morva have been his family for you know, the time that we've seen in these campaigns. Um you know, when I'm dealing with uh Quarian's father, I don't want to lie to him. I don't I don't want to just openly lie to people. Um, for no good reason, even though I do it on a personal basis in real life. Uh, and also, uh, when we were um, on the tractor uh, just recently, one of the most recent episodes, we're on a tractor, and, you know, uh, Wimble's, Wimble says, I didn't do a Quarry, did it, and uh, kind of points the finger. You know, I want it to be uh, very family friendly. Um, you know, get your, your hand caught in the cookie jar. I like playing characters that. Have a very uh, fun personality. It's very difficult for me to sit there and be. Uh, I could very easily play a very grumpy character because uh, I'm just a big grump in real life. And um, <laughs> but when I play D and D, I really want to just enjoy myself and kind of escape a lot of those things. So Wimble, you know, as as I play him, he he is a very ruthless um, pirate. But I very, very much enjoy playing him, um, and I don't just want him to be the typical. Uh, I'm a rogue. I'm gonna break into things. Um, I think the only point where I've ever broken and uh, did a little B and little breaking and entering, is when I stole the last horse. And you know, I even had—I felt like I had the consent of my of my uh, party members when I did that. If any of them said not to, then, you know, I would have had to stop and reassess. But they all kind of said, hey, why don't you steal this flower and then steal a little something for yourself? You know, it'd look nice for us. So it works out. Um, and I feel I feel like, you know, I've made some treasure on the way. I'm trying to... I, I feel like I'm kind of missing a couple of events where babies could really grow with the party i know notch wanted to kind of speak to me last time when i had the elemental and now that i'm starting to get uh, wisp I, you know i have another being who i need to take care of and you know i'm not sure if i'm gonna start my own crew as a pirate captain or what's going on you know all of our, our party seems to uh still be a little especially after this after the season closer i'm not gonna i'm not really sure where our party is going and I hope that, you know, our party kind of meshes together relatively soon because this is Babe Breeze's new family, and this is the only reason why he still sticks around. So, am I? how do I feel about, you know, Babe Breeze's character development? I feel really happy about it. I feel like he's starting to care more about the other people. Um, you know, I can keep a secret, like with Mytho, when she told me she was dying, and you know, rather than Bay Breeze hitting on a woman who's dying, you know, he, he said, Hey, I think that she's interested in Notch or Notch is interested in her. And, you know, maybe she should either shack up with Notch or shack up with any other sailors out there. But when she came into, uh, you know, his room while he was relaxing, he didn't hit on her. He said like, okay, go ahead and relax. I'm not, you know, he's not just like some kind of perverted animal and i like that about brady breeze he want i wanted him to be a very um suave gentlemanly operator um but i don't want him to just to be some kind of like oink oink pig and i feel happy about the way that the way he treats women the way he treats uh strangers um i feel really happy about that you know he might he might not tell the 100 percent truth of everybody but he doesn't have to go around necessarily lying about everything just to get his way he only does it when you know if he has something to gain for it, or if ultimately it's going to benefit the party. So, I'm really happy with Uh So, switching over from 5th edition back to Pathfinder with our Pumpkin Spice episodes, uh, let's talk about Chagger a little bit. Now, Chogger, when he originally started out, if anybody has read his background, he, you know, his mother, um, I don't want to say a loth, but she kind of uh, charmed an elf. Uh, an elfin uh, noble, and you know she had a couple babies, and chagger was one of them. Um, so he was raised up in the woods with a father who, you know, was clearly magically and obsessed with his mother. Not it wasn't out of love; it was out of a magical power, which is why he doesn't he doesn't like to use charm magic, even though he has it. And I have I actually have all these on my spell list. Um, You know, I'm not a very, I didn't want him to be a physical character when I originally started off. Not necessarily a pacifist, but as a a person who, you know, didn't like the dirt, didn't like sleeping in the dirt. Um, I wanted him to say, I don't want to be part of the swamps. I don't want to be part of the woods that my mother was part of, uh, how I grew up. I want to be part of society now. I want to help society. So I'm going to become a postmaster. Well, not a postmaster, but a uh, person that works for the post office. So, you know, and with that, that was just a, it was a very funny thing, because I didn't originally start off saying I want to work for the post office. It just kind of happened. And it was one of those uh, jokes that I rolled with, and I really think it was fun. Uh, It gave a a depth to the character that I never thought of, and uh, gave us a lot of ins and a lot of... uh, gave us someone to talk to in every town. Uh, rather than do the tropial uh, let's go to the bar and talk to the barkeep, I would talk to the postmaster. Um, I'd have to deliver things rather than, you know, us go doing um, some kind of like bounty rewards. It was a very good way for the DM to kind of progress. And I really think as a character builder, Chagger was, I really loved the interactions with Chagger and all the postmasters. Um you know, when it comes to like his PTO, even though he doesn't get paid anything. Um, I very well know that, you know, it's just a lot of a lot of those funny like work things where I work in an office uh in real life and you know, it's funny just to kinda say, Oh yeah, I'm taking PTO and you know, everyone's like, Wait, you don't you don't get paid and you're like, Yeah, I know but I just I just don't feel working today. <laughs> and it's just a just, uh, little little funny things that, you know, I hopefully Hopefully people who listen uh, find it funny, but uh, I just find it hilarious. I don't know. So so with Chaga, he his um, his biggest change, I think, uh, wasn't when he had a near-death experience with um, Janice, which is before all the recording. Um, and one of the parts with that is I was actually on the phone with these guys, uh, similar to the way that Josh, uh, who plays Gordon Black, uh, is on Skype. I was actually on the phone driving when we had our first session, so I kind of missed out on a couple of things. uh, couldn't hear everything, but, you know, as Childhood started to grow, I think his, his really defining moment was when we were on the bridge and, um, not Quarry and Zil's, it was, I forget what Reed's character is, uh, the pacifist wizard in Pumpkin Spice. Goodness, I feel, I feel terrible for not knowing this, um. Anyway, I'm sure I'm sure Reed will tell you. Uh, but when his character actually poked fun, saying that you know my magic wasn't visible, uh, I wasn't doing anything uh, before the recording started. I actually put asleep like four guys. Um, a bunch of bandits came and attacked us. I put the whole group to sleep in one move, and um, it kind of set the tone for like you know I'm a pacifist, but I have magic spells I can you know do things, um, and I, or not a pacifist, but a person doesn't like to get his hands dirty. And once, uh, once I was kind of prodded to, you know, doing more harmful, physically harmful things to people, uh, which is what I started to do afterwards, um, I feel like Chagr started to, you know, he started to uh, say yes to uh, Ben, like all Ben's crazy ideas. And, you know, he started to go along with things. When, uh, when the giant turtle came crashing down, he said, well, let's just get out of here. You know, I don't want to die. You know, Chagger would have said, I think, you know, when I originally started, he would have said, look, I think we should stop, we should stay, we should help the people. But, you know, when it comes to, I'm fighting zombies now, and I'm fighting giant extra beings, it's, uh, you know, Chagger's starting to say, you know, well, I, I have the power to, you know, kill people or hurt them with my thundercloud, and, you know, I can I can get my hands dirty without actually having to get my hands dirty. So, you know, I'm not stabbing people with a dagger. I'm using magic, and I'm, you know, using my, my team members to kill people. So I can, I can buff my team members now, um, in addition to kind of, like, making other people worse. So it's a really, really interesting, um, you know, development with the mechanics of the character and just, like, with the gameplay in, in general. Um you know, witches in Pathfinder, you could play the whole campaign without having to cast one offensive spell. And I think that's really, really interesting. It's one of the reasons why I want to play a witch. I don't want to have just a basic, I'm a wizard pew pew. I want to have some character that could, you know, do some minor stuff to like tip the tables and, um, you know, really set set apart our party from the enemy party. And I feel like, you know, that works for me. So you know it's a nice balance between um me and uh Ben's character, and i'm unfortunately i' just been while stop play Pathfinder, so I forget everyone's names um but I know uh Ben's character deals great with a whole bunch of enemies um you know with all of his uh with all his attack raptoonies and I deal great with like one or two big enemies with my hexes and it's a really nice mesh and a really nice balance of that party so um Chanker is kind of you know he's grown to fit, to fit in with them. Um, you know, now that we are, uh, you know, he had to, he had to ditch his whole costume and everything in order to stay hidden. He, you know, he feels like his, you know, his mother uh, stealing away some of the, one of the elves from society, you know, he feels like that's a wrong that he shouldn't be doing and he wants to do right by society. So when he put the town guardsmen to sleep, and he assisted in, you know, killing or incapacitating all the town guards. Um, you know, this is something that the original Chogger wouldn't, wouldn't do. Uh, but as he's grown, you know, he's, him attacking city guardsmen is a big change for Chogger. And this is something that, you know, um, what well, you might expect from Gordon Black, uh, being the only human, uh, with Chagger it's something that, you know, you might not expect. And that's why now he's he's on a prison ship. And he's like, yeah, I'll try to blend in and have dreads. And, you know, it's all fun stuff. But the reality is Chagger is becoming part of um, his environment. You know, the society that he was in before was a society where him as a, a post uh, officer, mailman, he could help people. And now that he's on this prison ship. He's able to, um, you know, the guys who were trying to steal all the food from everybody. He was able to help them out by acting like a tough prisoner. Um, now, did he, you know, uh, kill anybody outright? I don't think so. I, I'm pretty sure, you know, most of my spells, if all of them like, weren't they weren't physical, they were all hexes and stuff. Uh, but in this new world, we'll see where he has to develop from there. So, you know, I never want to, I want to make sure that he's always beneficial to the party, and beneficial to society as a whole. I don't want him being a criminal. Uh, so, you know, I might at some point have to stop the party and like talk to them and say like, you know, I want to make sure what we're doing this right. I don't want to keep breaking the law. I want to save people. And if breaking the law is the only way to do it, then I'll do that. But I don't want to be just a person who's out there, break the law and steal things for fun. I want to. Defy the king and save the people. If I have to be like a, if I have to be a considered a criminal for that, I'll do it to help people. But I don't want to always be a criminal, you know. So that's just a little, little season one closer uh, for Chagger and for Babries. I'm really happy with the way they're going. Uh, I know in previous campaigns I felt like my characters didn't grow enough, but at this point I feel like um, Chagor is growing with the party. And Baybreeze, um, I'm growing, I'm not sure, like, how the party is growing with that, but I feel like Baybreeze is growing, and now that the party is starting to get shifted, there's gonna have to be some type of, uh, shift within him too, so, it's actually, it's very interesting, I'm looking forward to season two with, uh, lightlessness, just so I can start to see, you know, what's gonna happen with everybody, uh, changing, with people leaving, people maybe coming back, um, it will be a very different state of affairs and I am really looking forward to seeing what's going to happen without one of our key NPCs. So we'll see. And now that uh, I got the character development out of the way, I've, you know, pathless podcast. It's our, uh, as we started off, we said that we wanted this campaign to be a uh, this. We wanted this to be the campaign that defines our fifth edition experience um you know how do we feel about fifth edition versus pathfinder uh it's a little difficult because pathfinder has been out for so many years well it's actually part of the aspect of the charge of pathfinder it's been out for so many years pretty much everything that will come out has been out uh, or can be modified relatively simply um, whereas fifth edition there's a big toolkit that's very they try to uh, Wizards of the Coast tried to develop a system that could be picked up by 3rd edition players uh, in addition to 4th edition players. Um, from what we see, there are a lot of uh, simpler things and also things that, you know, still complicated but still made it back in. Um, after playing the first season as a rogue, I, uh, for 5th edition, I really like 5th edition. I feel like there are certain class discrepancies um, that might be able to be overcome uh, by certain play styles. I really love my little sorcerer from our one shots as you guys have heard, uh, Siegfried. He was just a very fun little kid. I wanted him to be energetic and uh, not, not so much like a ta- I wanted him to be a, a tanky uh, sorcerer. But I wanted him to really be a a kind of person who could jump into battle, punch a guy, and then teleport away or get away if he wanted to. I wanted him to be a very energetic little kid. Um, you know, little kids can't can't quite catch them sometimes. I got nephews that run around. I love it. So you know, when I was playing my when I was playing my character, I was, I was thinking of my young little kids or my young my young nephews and everything, and I just uh, I thought it was really fun. And you know, with uh. With Bay Breeze, at this point now, I'm a very mobile character that I can kind of dart in, dart out, and um, actually, when I'm look, I'm looking to make uh, some other characters for other campaigns as well. And I feel like you could really do a lot of different things with your character, but I feel like you also need to, you know, build your character to your play style. Um, I know that. Uh, I know that there are some combinations that work well together and others that don't. It's it's similar to Pathfinder with uh, with 5e. And, you know, for any RPG uh, kind of game, you want to have skills that pair well together. And it's very difficult to see that the first time you play something. So I know when I was uh, the first character I ever made uh, to this day, I still remember him as uh, Gabe Lincoln, who was a half-orc rogue for Pathfinder. And the guy died in the first dungeon we were in. I was like just stupid. Didn't play I didn't think I don't think I'm gonna touch the ND for like a year and a half, two years later. Um, but you know, the the more I play now, the the more I realized that was that was a really bad character combination to have just a big beefy rogue with like no decks and you know, half orc with like no bonuses. But you know, I was a first time player, they let me make that mistake and it was fun. So now in 5e, you know, we're kind of all making our characters and we're seeing where we like them and seeing, you know, where they're kind of lacking. And, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's very fun. I enjoy it a lot. I think that, um, you know, even when I, when I DM for my friends and it's tough to... One of their complaints to me is that they... I don't give them gold. I give them items And I feel like um, items are a reward in amongst themselves because uh, it's hard for us to find a balance of how how many items should you have per level, uh, what are items worth, because I have, I'm still trying to struggle to find a chart or some kind of like mental balance of, you know, you should get this type of item at this level. I don't want to make my players feel over prepared and I don't want to make my players feel under prepared. Um, but one of the biggest things that they say, hey, you don't give us gold. And I'm finding, even with uh, lightlessness, you know, we had a ton of money, it felt like. And, you know, Bay Breeze at this point has um, magical gloves that stops errors and other projectiles. Um, I have, like, all these silvered weapons, uh, which cost 100 gold each. And, you know, it's very situational for us. We don't, you don't need a silvered weapon in every game. But 100 gold for a silver weapon, i uh, fight Lycanthropes. I'm not sure if that's supposed to be a lot or if it's like too little. Um, so it's a very, very odd dynamic where I kind of feel like I haven't played enough to get a good feel. But this all comes from, you know, maybe if I did a couple one shots here and a couple, you know, three shots uh, there, it might just be a lot easier to say, like, this is a good balance of... What the weapons, what your character level should be. So with fifth edition right now, I'm enjoying it as a player because there are simpler things. Um, but you know, as I go back to Pathfinder and as I go back to my Chogger builds, um, I really, I really have a lot of fun playing Chogger, and you know, all the different magic stuff. He's just a very, very fun character. Um, you know, he, both my characters are very smart, even though I play them off as dumb. Um, I want them to be lovable and not necessarily just like brutal, like mean people. Um, but you know, Chagr has, I think an 18 or so intelligence and even Baby's has like a 16 intelligence. Like they're very intelligent people, but you know, I don't want the focus of them to be, I'm a book, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a book player. That's what Notch does. Notch fills that role for our fifth edition. Um, but when it comes to, you know, with Chagger, I want to, I want to get into flight. Um, I want to kind of do a couple of things with him that, you know, they just, it just seems more fun. Um, I, I feel like I can, you know, be a part of the action with the party without necessarily having to, you know, cast a whole bunch of spells. Um, these are certain things that, you know, I, I haven't found that niche in, Uh, 5th edition. So, you know, the more I play 5th edition, the more I play with people, maybe the better I'll start to like it. But after playing the first season, I'm starting to feel like uh, 5th edition, while it might be simpler, um, you know, I enjoy having the options to play an Alchemist. I enjoy having the options to, you know, do different things with Pathfinder to have some kind of subclass archetype. Um, multi-classing is a little bit easier than Pathfinder. Uh, it's a lot easier actually. You know, When I, when I looked into it um, they kind of they don't front load things. In Pathfinder they front load so you can take one level of a certain class and get a lot of different feats whereas in 5th uh, edition you have to be level 3 or so to kind of get your whole main character's um, progression and then by that time it goes down to their subclasses so It's very difficult for you to multi-class in 5th edition. And I think that they did that so then, you know, you kind of feel you can play one character. Here's three different ways for you to play it. You know, feel free to pick a choice and pick a path and play to your heart's content. This is what your character is and build it the way you want. Um, With Pathfinder, there's just a lot of mechanics. And, you know, it's piecing things together the way you want to. And the more I've done it, the more I find that I'm better at it and I enjoy it now. Whereas, I think when I started building Baybreeze, I wasn't really 100% 100 sure of Pathfinder. And, you know, I built a lot of melee class characters. I never built many magicians. And, you know, the more I started building magicians, I said, man, I love the options in Pathfinder. Fifth edition's a little restricted. And, you know, you find good spells, you find bad spells. But, you know, even with Reed, uh, Corey and Zillicent, you really see the deficit in some of uh, in the abjuration classes, I think is uh, what he has. And those class spells, like that list, even with, uh, I bought the Prince of the Apocalypse book, there are, I think, one or zero abjuration level one spells. So, you know, he felt really lacking. And I can kind of see his disappointment, you know, with, I want to play a Magician my way, and I, I can't, you know? It can be kind of frustrating when you do that, and when I want to lead a party full of people um, and give them treasure, it's very difficult for me to say, you know, here is ten thousand gold. Um, spend it how you will. You know, do you want to do you want to get like this kind of rare magical item that is supposed to be very uncommon in this world? Um, you know, I'd rather I had a party find uh, some night vision goggles, which uh, for fifth edition which were supposed to be uncommon. And, you know, they've been to four different towns with like different towns cards and no one had any problem like this. They found it in a technological district and like a scientific study. So I thought, hey, that would be perfect, you know? Um, but when it comes to them saying I wanna buy something, it's it makes it really difficult for me just to find like, you know, component costs and, uh, you know, different crafting. If I found a crafting table, I could even do something. So. You know, fifth edition. While I love it, while it seems like there are some simpler things, there's room for improvement. They have um, more books coming out, and you know, I hope that it's not just our party. I feel like it isn't just our party. Um, you know, I always love listening to other podcasts too, hear how other people play. I just hope that uh, that our world and hope that the game mechanics can kind of all mesh together. Uh, the more options that we have, I feel like the better our worlds can always be. So while I don't like to personally grapple, if someone wants to have a, a character that gets down and dirty, I like having that uh, option in there. And I feel like 5th edition has made it simpler to do things like that, but it's also taken, uh, you know, it takes the teeth out of grappling um, in some situations. You know, you don't have as many, I think this is a couple of disadvantages or something, whereas you're not, um, you know, actually stuck somewhere it's uh you know they 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 diminished some things and they improved on others so it's two different two very different game styles uh how you want to play it and um i don't know we'll see how season two goes but at first i said fifth edition was better than pathfinder by leaps and bounds at this point i'm starting to see that fifth edition has its place for like a simpler game but pathfinder definitely has a lot more for customization and um you know the more i look into my character building and world building the more I like customization so kind of pathfinder squeaking ahead at this point so we'll see if maybe in season two my customization for pathfinder is better or if i just enjoy the simplicity of 5e uh so we'll see thank you everybody and have a good one keep staying tuned for paths podcast <laughs>